0: At the t three minute mark, tape recorders on board the spacecraft were turned on. These
1: recorders record both voice and data.
0: This is W. W-O-M-M-L-P, operating out of Burlington, Vermont, 105.9 The Radiator. It's The Rocket Shop. I'm your host, I'm Proctor. With me tonight is Sean Hood, front man of Eastern Mountain Time. How's it going?
1: It's going great. How are you doing? Um,
0: pretty good. Now we've got over the technical difficulties. <laughs> um, I'm a lot better. Uh, we usually like to start off with a song, so would you like to introduce it and take it away?
1: Yeah, you bet. Uh, this first song uh, is called Different Tomorrow Night. We just, uh, we just put it out recently.
2: I'll get a pillow And my headphones And sleep on the floor And I know in the morning Before the break of dawn Well I'll still be snoring You'll already be gone Goodbye. And not to see you uh, next time, and I don't know how, but I'll be surprised. Holding oh, hope that for once it wasn't because you were drunk you were thinking that you might like to give us a try I know you'll never admit to yourself what you want and I'll never really commit to really move I should know better, know where to draw the line, but it could be different tomorrow night.
0: Different Tomorrow Night There by Eastern Mountain Time. Beautiful single. Thank you. Um, this is... Uh, so you just released this this week, this month? Um, yeah, on the 15th. The 15th. Um, and so why did you decide to bring out a single? Um, is there an album on the way? Or is this kind of like the first of a series of things? Or is it just a standalone uh, piece of music that you kind of just wanted to bring
1: out to the world? Um, it's kind of the latter. We... Uh recorded a handful of songs uh, a little over a year ago uh, without knowing what we wanted to do with them exactly. Uh, put out some of it here and there. It was never a full album. Never felt like it was going to be. Um, but I really liked it as a single. Um, and we released it with just kind of two B-sides. Um, and no physical release, just Spotify and Bandcamp and iTunes and things like that. I also think... Uh, you know, I've put out some albums I, I have a feeling that people are a little bit better at listening to shorter releases just like three songs isn't a, a huge ask uh, of an unknown artist that you might not know mm-hmm. uh, whereas investing in a full length album that your time and your money uh, has mixed results so right. it felt good to just kind of put something small out there like a little a little teaser of nothing <laughs> <laughs> what might not be to come exactly
0: <laughs> um would you based on the success of this uh would you continue doing uh releases like that down the line are you are you now a two album man only and from now on it's going to be random singles every now and then
1: um i think the next thing will be a record mm. i don't know what it's going to be yet kind of uh, another thing Another way that these songs came about the way they did was that we had kind of made a record, had some stuff that was written right after we had recorded. Uh, So we were still kind of still kind of had some momentum going from that um, and we just didn't want to lose it. So we grabbed these songs and just did just recorded them without knowing what the release would be. Um, So they're kind of a, a follow up to the record we made. The next thing I'm hoping is going to be different. Uh, and I still, I'm not sure what it's going to be. Um, so this is just kind of to tide me over and ideally some people who want to listen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I
0: mean, you, you say you don't really know what the next thing's going to be. Is that, you know, at least, is it going to be within just a mountain time? Is it going to be a solo effort? Are you going to be working with anyone else?
2: Um,
1: going to be working with some new people. Most of the band that, recorded on it changes a lot but the band that recorded on our last record mountain country uh, none of them are in the band anymore that was three other uh, musicians Um, and then these three songs had a slightly different lineup of people and now we're working on new material uh, with my friend Dale Donaldson on bass who does a lot of our like artwork and is my biggest supporter like makes this band fun because he cares about it um, so I love having him as part of it. He's kind of like a brings a fresh energy to it that I think I needed. Um and he just introduced me to a guitar player that he knew uh, who started playing with us named Bill. So we're kind of slowly putting together a, a whole new band, and I'm very excited about that. I like the idea of having you know some new some new tools to use uh, and some new things to write for. You know, I was writing for a certain band before and now i'm kind of writing for a different band mm-hmm. but it's still eastern mountain time
0: right well you've got that core of you which yeah. is a, the kind of constant um you say it's going to be fun writing for this new band and this would be kind of almost phase three of your uh i don't know um various evolutions as uh-huh. a band um how is that changed from from you know kind of Mark 1 to Mark 2, and how do you think it's going to change to Mark 3?
1: Um, well, when it, when the band started, which was in about 2014, 2015, again, it was a totally different group of people, uh, and I was still kind of figuring out how to write for a band, and it was loud and kind of sloppy. Uh, it, I think it was great. I had a lot of fun doing it, but that was kind of more of like a noisy bar band. Um, so that was kind of phase one and then phase two we had this country band uh, that we got together with bass drums and pedal steel guitar and a lot of piano stuff and so I kind of wrote we set out to really write a country album with that lineup that always wanted to make one um, and I think we did I feel like accomplished like we did that uh, so I don't want to do it again really there's always going to be, I think, country influence and folk singer-songwriter influence in my songs. But I kind of did the thing I wanted to do, and now I'm just putting together new ideas. I'm I'm really not sure. It? Uh, it's, it's hard. It's not my... My natural instinct is to kind of write country songs, and I'm not doing that right now.
0: What are you writing instead?
1: Just trying to get out of the breakup song genre Mm. i think the uh i've been i've been in that kind of realm for a pretty long time and i I do love it a good sad country song about a breakup uh gets me almost every time um but so that's kind of what i'm trying to move away from trying to figure out maybe what else i have to say um and that's really hard
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i I was gonna say that um there is a lot of heartbreak in your music. Um, So I was wondering if relationships are the lens you tend to project your creativity through, or you have other lenses in, in your arsenal. Um, And based on what you're saying, kind of where you're looking to now in terms of your life and uh, what elements of of your life are you bringing into your, your new creative um, efforts?
1: Yeah. um, That's a great question. I think, I did use that lens. That has been my lens for a long time uh, in songwriting and largely in my identity. Also, I've grown a little bit uh, and things have settled down a little bit. Uh, so now, I, what I really want, I want to find. I want to find a way to really write just about who I am and where I am at in a, you know, hopefully relatable way about in, in every regards except for romantically, basically. You know, like I have a rich life um, that I've never figured out how to write about. Mm. Um, but it's it's a struggle. The, the you, It just requires going deep. I think a, a breakup sentiment uh, because it's so raw. It's pretty easy for me at least to access it and pull something out of it. It's kind of right there on the surface. Um, So kind of going down deeper than that into like, just what it is to be human or say something meaningful about my existence just requires a lot more digging. Um, And it's, you know, it's going okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I do feel that breakups, you know, as you were saying, you are so raw that it's it's easy to kind of tap into that creativity of that because all the emotions on the surface Exactly. Whereas, if you're actually going to start examining yourself, well, you might have to have your therapist along for the creative ride. Oh yeah, just he's in order for you to, you know, kind of
2: yeah, he's a part of it. Yourself. <laughs> 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 um,
0: well, I'd love to hear another song. Um, so, would you like to introduce it and uh, take it away?
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, this next one I'm going to do is called "Darker Now." It is one of the B sides of this recent single. We recorded it. As a full band, and it's kind of a fast song, a little bit outside of the country thing. I can't pull that off by myself, so I've slowed it, slowed it down. Um, but yeah, it's called Darker Now. All
0: right.
2: That I was born in And now my mother on the phone She says her new couch Is a fold-out I could still come chairs in And now they're buried on the lawn There will be months before the thaw So for now they're gone today
0: Dark Now there by eastern mountain time. Um, that song again has a lot of feelings to it, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I <laughs> and I was wondering um, with your pull towards country, is that because it has a tendency to kind of like um, allow for these kind of feelings as opposed to uh, other genres, which are I know maybe a little blunter with with the way that they kind of
1: uh explain these kind of emotions
2: um yeah i mean
1: that that is the draw to country music i think that's something that just i value very highly like i love rock bands you know and i kind of grew up with indie rock um as like a genre um and i still love it but when i kind of tapped into country and just it's i mean it's poetry but it's it really just puts it on the line they don't there's not much that you have to dig into or analyze to figure out you know like what might they mean by Mm -hmm. that it's just right there which i just think is very appealing um yeah
0: do you i mean do you ever get uh and don't let me get you nervous but ever get nervous or intimidated by kind of uh Allowing your soul to be so open in, in live performances or indeed when you release albums or records?
1: Um, no. I. It's it, it generally brings me a sense of relief. I think um, for me, putting it out there is so therapeutic that it kind of cuts through any embarrassment or nervousness I might have. Um, I always kind of say like I would be a real mess if I didn't have these this outlet of of kind of melancholy, gut wrenching songs because I'm not I'm not like a miserable person mm. and I believe that I would be if I didn't have this. So when I have the opportunity to share it, um, it's generally just a, a huge relief for me. Mm. Um, the one other the the downside of that is when you know you're playing a a loud bar and no one's listening and you're putting it out there. That might be where it, it hurts more. Because, mm. um, you know, I'm, I'm going for it a little bit. Um, but for the most part, it's a very positive experience for me.
0: Right. Um, and I, I've got to ask your opinion on this one. I, I tend to think that anything north of the Mason-Dixie line is considered folk. <laughs> um, <laughs> so for you, as uh, and are you are you from the northeast yourself? Uh, yes. Yeah. So for you... Um, what differentiates folk to country? Um, especially as a couple of songs you've heard. I mean, admittedly you are when your own into an acoustic set, so it's obviously going to sound more folk, but what's the difference between the two for you?
2: Um,
1: I think the, the blunt honesty is where I found the difference. I found, I found folk music way before I found country music. It like when my, when my music brain really turned on around like 12 or 13 uh, folk music was kind of, so, for some reason, what I connected to emotionally the most at that time. And now I, I have, I still love it. I have less of an affinity for it because um, sometimes I just don't know what folk singers are talking about. <laughs> and I I do, you know, I, I am a folk singer uh, in a lot of ways, but I mean, I think for me, it takes a really good folk singer to hit me on an emotional level like a Bob Dylan or, or, you know, like he can kind of bury a lot of what he's saying under layers and it can still get into me somehow. But he's Bob Dylan. Right. (laughs) It's Um, a high bar. (laughs) It's a very high bar. Um, And a lot of other stuff, I just uh, it just doesn't speak to me quite the same way. I still love the format, but I think lyrically. Um, lyrically is where I find that line musically I find them very very similar
0: mm. and you uh, the, and it's not like modern folk we're talking in uh, modern country here we're talking about we're not talking about trucks and bibles and guns and dogs uh we're talking about more of the 19, 1970s kind of country
2: it's more. yeah
1: I mean mostly 1970s country for sure I have, if there's a good one on top 40 radio these days, I'll I'll wear it out, Mm. Um, but it's got to be really, it's got to be, I mean, the, the bar for top 40 country for me is it better be really, really sad. (laughs) (laughs) Like if it's going to be that kind of cheesy overdone production with that kind of, you know, just the image of, Mm -hmm. of top 40 country, it's got to be pretty, pretty gut wrenching. Mm. But there are some people I think like, uh. Like Dirks Bentley is a country singer who I really admire. His singles are all silly, mm-hmm. like drunk on a plane, kind of stupid stuff like that. But then he has uh, you know folks like Chris Stapleton writing some of his tunes with him. Uh, so there's there's a bit of a line, but for the most part it's it's George Jones um, and even older, like a lot of Willie Nelson, mm-hmm. a lot of Chris Christopherson, the real the real classic guys
0: and how do you feel um about creating c- country around here do you find as many people to be able to collaborate with uh, to work with you in terms of the country being their number one genre or you find there's a bit of a dearth of uh, of country singers around
1: here um it's a little tough the people i have like my the the band who i recorded our album mountain country with um all have very, very varying tastes in music. And country was just kind of where we overlapped. Hmm. But really none of the music they play or were playing outside of this band had kind of the same country uh, sound to it. So there, you know, I can, I can pull it out of people a little bit, but um, I don't think it's anyone's natural inclination uh, that I've come across around here. The way I feel it is for me, there are some exceptions to that.
0: Um, I mean, there's plenty of country radio stations kicking around, though. So I've got to feel they're out in the sticks. There must be. I think they're out there. A few country folk. Um, well, I'd love to hear another song. Um, where's this one from?
1: Yeah. Um, I thought I'd play a new one that I haven't played at all. Um, have mm-hmm. well, got a big heavy world exclusive. Yeah, a little bit. A <laughs> little bit. I'm. Uh, it's. It was a long time. Uh, it was a long writing process on this one. For some reason, I couldn't. It just, I just—I don't know why. It just took a little bit, uh, but finished it just recently. Uh, it's called "On the Carolina Wind," um, and yeah, it goes like this.
0: Alrighty.
2: Don't go down
0: mountain time um you're mentioning uh, regarding this song that the writing process f- for writing it was particularly difficult um what is your writing process usually what what made that one particularly hard to write and you know, where do you usually find that creative creative spark hits
1: you during the day um so this one i think took a long time because um i i started it kind of those first lines came to me very, I mean, it was just what was going on. I was driving uh, with my partner Jenna through South Carolina uh, on our way, Uh, we were just on a trip, and we had the windows down, and the air just smelled like tobacco plants, which, I mean, say what you want, it smelled so gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was just a very, it kind of brought me in, it felt like I was very present, and I like, it was something really big uh, that I was feeling. So then I had those lines and I was like, well, I can't waste this and just kind of write what comes next. Like I want to make sure I dive a little bit deeper. Um, and that's kind of what, what took so long. I think I liked the the first couple lines I came up with so much that I really wanted to make sure I got to the point that, that I was trying to get to. Um, and that's kind of part of that my my new my newer attempts at songwriting before my process would they kind of they would they just came and usually they came out of some suffering or some negative emotion and i would get one line that i thought was just just packed a punch and the thing about country songs is you get you can kind of find that one line that packs a punch and just build Mm -hmm. around it um and most of the songs uh, from our album, that was kind of what I did. I found a, like a couplet of lyrics that I thought hurt, <laughs> <laughs> and I built and I built from there. Um, so it was a very different process, and it's something I'm having to learn as I do it, which is exciting. I, it was almost too easy before. Um, I had like a, a free pass for a lot of years, just because I was putting myself in questionable situations <laughs> so often um and as far as when when it hits me it's i mean it's really just, it's when the two lines hit me it can be any time of day if i think of just a couple of lines that i get excited about i just do my best to to focus in on it um and it, it varies a lot
0: do you do you ever find a moment if you are in into- some middle of something incredibly important you like right need to (laughs) run and pick up a pen write it on my arm or something
2: um
1: yeah Yeah. a little bit i have a lot a lot of things go into my phone Mm. just for that a lot of them are bad um i have a song i like to tell the story about a song uh called since i quit drinking that i wrote and it was a dumb thing that I said out loud. I'm like, I am so embarrassed by Never it. Never said that out loud. In, in conversation, <laughs> I said, I haven't been this drunk since I quit drinking, which is such an embarrassing thing to say out loud. That's um, a great line, though. <laughs> but it's a great line. But, you know, that one went right into the phone, and I knew I had this goofy thing. Um, and I, you know, I took that, and I turned it into something heartfelt and less embarrassing than actually just saying it literally <laughs> <laughs> Are
0: you finding you've got a lot more of these songs kind of left out on the table now that you're kind of coming back to now you, you've changed your perspective on how to write these songs
1: um, My perspective on all of my material has, has changed a lot uh, over just the last five years really I've been writing since I was about 13 um, so there's a lot of high school stuff um, that doesn't quite count but I kind of start logging my songwriting around when I was 19. Like, I'll still revisit some of those songs. Um, and it's I'm an outsider now. You know, mm. when I was 19, I, was, I had, like, dropped out of college and was living in Boston in a, a building where we weren't paying our rent. Uh, I was just a totally different guy, and I wrote a lot uh, during that time. Songs that I still think have some merit. But I have no idea who who wrote them, mm. uh, which is maybe like a goofy thing to say. Um, but even, you know, even a lot of the mountain country songs that are the melancholy breakup songs, I almost enjoy them the way I enjoy someone else's country song, just for being so ridiculously over the top and maybe not always being personal to me.
0: Mm mm-hmm. Um, have you, uh, especially those songs back when you were nineteen, you ever looked at them and decided to to create a new adaptation, a reboot, if you will, of your angsty teenage self?
1: I've never really done a reboot of any of them. I will if I have, if I if I have a show where I'm expected to play uh, more than an hour, from I I dust them off and I play them kind of for me mm. because you know if I'm playing a show somewhere where you know, I'm, I got to do two hours. Uh, I got to find ways to keep it exciting for right. me. Um, and I'll go back to those ones, and I, I do really get a kick out of it. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about yeah, that. Yeah, no. It's, I was just kind of curious uh, <laughs> to know if
0: uh, you know you've ever kind of just chopped and chopped and changed a few bits and pieces from some of the older stuff to create some of the newer stuff but as you were saying if you if you're a different person now then it
1: might feel a little um disingenuous to do that and i have a i have a hard time chopping stuff up a little Mm. bit like there are definitely certain lyrics from i definitely steal my own chord progressions Mm. but lyrically i think there's some good stuff from songs that i maybe never recorded or really played but they're kind of they're kind of yeah, they're kind of off the table for me at this point mm-hmm. um I don't know why it's like a weird purist attitude I have that that's where they belong um which is totally silly, but very very real <laughs> yeah, no, you gotta
0: stick gotta stick to your morals on that one
1: um with uh the the new
0: recording that you did come out uh different tomorrow night, um you came out with the media video as well mm-hmm. uh which i I got got to watch before uh, I came out tonight. It's a real retro feel to it. Great sepia <laughs> tones. Uh, tell me a little bit about the, the recording of that. Who, who did you get to direct and produce it? And um, what were you going for in terms of the feel of that the music video?
1: Um, yeah, that whole music video was shot and directed by Kael Cooper, uh, who does a lot of incredible music videos around here and uh, nationally. Um, I, that is, I've had I've, I've gotten this question a couple of times. I didn't know what to go for with the music video. I wanted to keep it small. That was kind of something I didn't want to. I didn't want to tell the story of the song, especially because mm-hmm. I felt like the song different tomorrow night really is a story. There, like there's not much to it. Um, so I didn't want to have like people acting out what was mm-hmm. going on lyrically. That felt like it would be unnecessary. So that didn't leave me with too much. Um, but I really wanted to make a video for it and I really wanted to work with Kale. Um, so we basically met up and threw around some ideas and got a bunch b- bunch of ideas and then just stripped them all way down. And that video basically came out of an afternoon uh, him and I spent together um, in my apartment and walking around Winooski. And we were just kind of chatting and he was getting different shots of things Um, And then there's some footage of me, you know, pretending to play um, Mm -hmm. that he shot very beautifully. And then he kind of went off. I told him I didn't have any ideas. I'm not a great uh, visual medium person. I don't have uh, I don't really have the eye for it. But he kind of took the footage he had and went and shot some stuff around town on his own that he thought would be fitting. Uh, and he and I am so happy that he put together this like bleak video. Mm. I, th- I mean, I think he knew. Right. <laughs> he knew, he knew what I wasn't quite saying, but I was just excited to let him take it and do whatever he wanted um, as opposed to trying to manage it or get across some point. I wanted someone else to do their interpretation. Uh, and I thought he did a, a, a really great job. I really liked that music video. What
0: I found quite fascinating about it is that I've never really seen a, a music video so focused on Burlington and Winooski and Vermont in general that isn't uh, isn't putting on a pedestal the fact fantastic nature of the place. You know, it, it seems urban, rural. You know, kind of center of a uh-huh. uh, center of a rural townish and a bit bleak. Um, and it wasn't really a massive focus on on the nature wasn't like front and center, which yeah, you don't see that very often when you, you see videos of, or an interpretation of Vermont or
1: Winooski or Burlington. So. It's true. Um, yeah, I like that about it. I think, And I think part of it, I mean, I live in Winooski. Mm. Um, I haven't lived there for an incredibly long time. I lived in Burlington for years, but the second I moved to Winooski, I started just like, I identify as somewhat as a mm. Winooski resident. I just felt and feel much more at home there. And so since that's where we started, And kind of got those shots from around Winooski, which has, you know, I mean, especially in like late November, it's a little stark. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think, I mean, Cale shot a lot of stuff in Burlington as well, but I think he did it to kind of fit Mm -hmm. the Winooski feeling, which I love.
0: Yeah, you certainly captured it. He captured it in a very unique way. I really liked it. It's
1: bleak around here. It's right. not always that nice. So, sometimes
0: it is, yeah. <laughs> um, especially when uh, you haven't seen leaves on the trees in months and we've been under two-foot snow since December.
1: Yeah, this. I remember I, tr- I had to travel right around Thanksgiving and I flew out of Burlington in the middle of a snowstorm. I, like, I keep on having that thought just because like, that's how long. This winter's been going on for, it's been really, really long. I think we're all doing a very good job considering how long it's been. Everyone's most, for the most part, keeping their cool. At the moment, give it it another (laughs) couple of months. I guess end of February is when it falls off sometimes because people think it's over.
0: Right. They are wrong. Well, VPR was, I was listening to VPR earlier on today and they were mentioning spring and i looked out the window and <laughs> saw three foot high frozen to its core <laughs> snowbank, and just like mm, i don't think you're kind of dreaming on this one yeah it
1: doesn't feel real
0: it does not indeed do. um well if you'd like to play another song for us that'd be absolutely fantastic yeah you bet maybe something to reflect the season
1: <laughs> oh boy <laughs> i mean don't they all um give me just one second here i apologize this season uh, is not kind to my guitar. Snapped strings galore. Um, so I think I'm going to do uh, a song called Done My Time which is the, the first song off of Mountain Country, that record that we put out gosh a year and a half ago now. Um And yeah, it's uh, it's a country tune.
0: All right. Take it away.
2: Forgot. Old San Francisco Christmas back home. By now, I've done my time. Yeah, I think by now, I've done my time.
0: Done my time there by Easter Mountain Time. So I did know it's on your website that you're playing Waking Windows this year. Uh-huh. Uh, is this uh, the first time you would be playing Waking Windows? I can
1: imagine not. Uh, I have played every Waking Windows since it started. It is something I say and then always try to fact check myself, but I can't seem to. But I am <laughs> 95% sure um, that I've played in some band or other every Waking Windows since since it started. uh when it started off, it was kind of just a week-long uh, you know, festival at the Monkey House, where just every night they had a really great bill, and that was the festival. Mm-hmm. And I remember playing that. Um, and yeah, it's, I mean, it's always, I feel very fortunate that I've played so many of them. And for me, they've all been different in, in really cool ways. Uh, I think the same way they are for everyone who goes to that festival, um, but it never gets, it never gets boring. I'm always so excited to be a part of it, and it gives me—I always try to do something a little different, um, which is nice. It gives me a little little push to try to do something uh, special, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's just you know adding a band member to play an instrument that the band doesn't always have, or doing like weird arrangements. Uh, But I'm very excited. Yeah,
0: it's uh, certainly my well, it's certainly it's it's a favorite festival for me just because it signals the end of. Really, truly, the end of winter for me. Like start spring. Real, yeah. Really, the start of summer and the what comes about in Burlington. Um, and then yeah, it's just a fantastic local festival on that front. But someone that's been there from the very beginning. What's it like being seeing the evolution of that festival uh, change and morph into this gargantuan staple?
1: Um, I mean, it's made me. I mean, it's the Waking Windows crew uh, are all friends of mine. So it's I mean I'm very proud uh every year that it continues to grow. Um I know how hard these these folks work and how um I just know how good their intentions are. Um and how insanely hard they work. Like I can't I can't comprehend it. I'll I like to ask them questions, you know, I try to get little insider gossip like maybe before the lineup is announced, see if I can get anything out of them so I mm-hmm. ask questions. Um, and then I'm always just so amazed at how much they're doing and how much they love it. Like they're not, I imagine some festivals are a, a nightmare for the people mm-hmm. who put them together, but uh, the Waking Windows really believes in, in this thing that they do. Um, and it's been incredible. And they're all, I mean, they're all amazing. Yeah.
0: It's never really felt like a cash grab as well. I've always like it's always felt it like it's been is. a labor of love.
1: I think I think it is. I think that's just from the roots of it, from where for what's important to them, Mm. I think. I mean, they love those bands they get and they love those big name acts when they when they get them. Um, But I think they really love the community and they love the local bands. They have done an incredible amount as a group, you know, between the Monkey House, which, you know, I played at hundreds of times. Um, Patty Reagan from Paper Castles put me on some of my first good shows when I was 18. Mm. Um, like I had only played bad shows and he gave me some of my first good ones. Um, and Nick Mavadonis has always been a huge, huge support and just one of the sweetest people. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, it's definitely not a cash grab. It is, it is a labor of, I mean, it's their job, Mm. but they found... They found something really beautiful to do with their time, for sure.
0: Absolutely. And uh, so other Waking Windows coming up this year, um, what other gigs are you really quite excited about?
1: Yeah, um, we have... I'm excited about all of them because I haven't been playing very much. I did a little week-long tour around the Northeast in the fall just by myself uh, doing solo shows um, and then kind of gave myself a little break after uh, a lot of shows last summer and fall. So I'm kind of like gearing back up, and I'm excited about all the shows. We got one on March 17th, which is St. Patrick's Day, and also my sister Morgan's birthday. Um, More importantly, obviously. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but that's going to be at the Light Club Lamp Shop with uh, Ren Kitts and a touring musician called Viking Moses, who is a an old friend of mine named Brendan um who i met when i was really st- starting just starting out writing songs um when i when i first started i would go on message boards online and just post and i was like 13 14 does anyone need a show in burlington i'll book one for you at the radio bean so touring bands would email me and i would book mm. it and he was one of those people who came through uh back then and we've seen each other here and there throughout the years um, but I'm very excited to, to share a bill with him and to see him. And he's an incredible, incredible songwriter as well. Um, kind of like a, a bit of a like a indie singer songwriter cult hero. Mm. Um, kind of big in the like Deer Tick scene. Oh, yeah. um, like he's good friends with all those folks, and I think has just supported bands like Deer Tick and other folks so much that they've been able to really pursue what they're doing Mm -hmm. Uh, so he's a very beautiful person Uh, and that's yeah lamp shop uh, on march 17th and then the one after that i should know the date on it but i don't it's in (laughs) april uh, with a friend of mine jeremy quinton who plays under the name small houses and that'll be at the monkey house Uh, jeremy's toured through here uh, a lot and he's played waking windows a couple times He's a Michigan guy. He lives in Austin, Texas now. Uh, One of my favorite songwriters. I know a songwriter is good. Like I bought his vinyl off of him and I put it on and I can, like, I love it that I know the person I'm listening to, Mm -hmm. but I can totally disconnect it because, Mm -hmm. and just like be in the music because it's just, it's so good. Um, So I'm very excited to have him in town Uh, and then waking windows. And then, and then we'll be kind of booking, booking the summer after that, but we haven't, quite started yet
0: right um and we've probably got about time for about one more song uh before i let you sing it could you plug away about where people can find you where people can listen to you um uh if you've got instagram facebook all that yes
1: of course yeah um well most importantly i think uh you can find us on spotify i do uh put all of our releases up there for streaming um i don't I don't like, you know, no one makes money off Spotify, but it's there and it's easy. um, And I love it when people do use it. And we're on Bandcamp where you can pay money for that music if you want, or um, order our vinyl uh, for pretty cheap if you don't live in town. Um, You can also buy that same vinyl at most of the record stores in Burlington, like Pure Pop and Burlington Records. Um, Yeah, easternmountaintime.com facebook.com slash eastern mountain time um I don't know what the twitter handle is but it's (laughs) eastern mountain time in some form uh yeah um we're on we're on all of them I do my best to keep them updated um but it's out there I'd say yeah I mean I always just want people to give that I know how I use Spotify I use Spotify to check something out it's right there it's easy Mm -hmm. my main thing I just want people to hear it for just even just one song like that's that's where I'm at these days.
0: Right. Well, Go check them out. Eastern Mountain Time. And thank you so much, Sean, for coming in. It's thank been a you. real pleasure listening to you play and uh, hearing a little bit more about yourself. So
1: really yeah, appreciate that. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a pleasure. No worries.
0: Well, uh, what song have you got left to play us out?
1: Um, I'm going to play a song called How I Live, which is the second B-side off the different Tomorrow Night single. Um, I like closing... Uh, performances with it because it is a song about how I am grateful for the things I do have so I'm not always not always griping about it Um, and yeah it means a lot to me for that reason I almost couldn't believe it when I was able to 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 muster up some positive stuff to sing about (laughs) Um, can you say GD on the radio? I think you can.
0: Yeah, we got a nod from Jim,
1: so I think we're okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I got, I think, two of them in this uh, song. <laughs> well, thank you again, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me. Anytime. Uh, thanks to everyone behind the scenes here. This is a real joy. Um, this song is called How I Live.
2: I'm looking for something Ain't easy To find Still Believing there's something That ought to be Mine And I couldn't tell more and I want some of it Now I got friends in the city Still looking for work Money is hell and I love everyone I hope that if I had some I would give them some Money's tight Christmas coming But my baby don't mind Tells me about summer and everything's fine And I remember I'm lucky God damn it, she's kind I might be lacking in some things But I've got this time I couldn't tell you I don't miss being young, but I'm glad that it's over, I'm glad that you've come.
0: Mountain time playing us out with How I Live. Thank you once again so much for coming in. Really do appreciate it. Catch us next week. We've got Eric George coming on The Rocket Shop. Uh, Same time, same place. This has been 105.9 The Radiator. The Rocket Shop. I've been your host on Proctor and good night.